Welcome back to another episode. We are Society Outcast. Um, it feels really good to be back. Um, we've been gone for a long time. Where have we been? Uh, I have no idea. We just made it back here some way, somehow. So um, it's a pleasure to be recording again alongside Josh. How are you? Hello. Hi, peoples. Miguel. Hello. It's like we did this before and ruined the first recording. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> he jumped right into it. That's exactly like what happened. And he's just exposing us now. We're just gonna pretend that never happened. I like to expose myself. We're oh boy. Oh, um God. let us continue. Um I'm gonna be your host for today, Kevin. Um we'll just give a shout out to our social media page. It follow us on Instagram at Society Outcast Pod and also follow us on Twitter at society outcast three and now we have a youtube where hopefully we'll start up with nothing on it <laughs> video reactions and um reviews and we'll just try to do whatever we can on that channel it's just at society outcast on youtube um this is a very special episode we're going to be doing our review for the batman 2022 directed by matt reeves starring robert pattinson zoe kravitz paul dano Colin Farrell, Jeffrey Wright, and Andy Serkis. Are we going to be like the Riddler on YouTube? <laughs> he was really on Instagram Live. The way hey, that... <laughs> hey, Thank you for your support. My dude was um, mad normal after he was done recording thanks that. for your <laughs> advice on detonators. <laughs> Josh, you can do... You, can do uh, you, you know how some people on YouTube do their little... Um, fashion magazine on youtube and show off their outfits you can show uh, show off your your little your little costumes for us Uh, costumes what are you talking about you have a bunch of costumes Uh, that's neither here nor there it's it's all it's all over there i thought Uh, you liked exposing yourself josh exactly now all of a sudden you're hiding (laughs) he's shy what the heck no he's shy um so to start before we review the Batman, just so we, we can let the people know, Josh, what is your favorite Batman film? Please remind us. The Dark Knight. Um, can we also include animated films? No. Okay. How does that work? I don't know. I mean, if your favorite Batman movie just happens to be an animated film. Um, I think animated it would have to be The Long Halloween. Really? The, the one that recently came out? Yeah, because it's it's pretty close to the comic and every a lot of the other ones they stray have you seen part two yeah i saw both of them okay um what about you mikas um i really like batman ninja that was that was pretty awesome that's an underrated film animated film everybody yeah it was very abstract and in a lot of uh, in different animation styles which was was it was cool to see I what about your favorite live live action film? With the live action, <laughs> uh, Dark Knight. I'd have to go with Dark Knight. I thought it was, ba- I thought it was Batman Returns. Uh, I thought when I first said that, I thought you meant like Batman, but not Batman film. I see. So that's why I said that. What were you saying, Josh? Um, for the Batman Ninja movie, I would I I want to see a, I, cause like, I want to see a Batman movie in the first where they're in normal Gotham, cause I, I thought that animation was really crisp, clean. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, although Jason Todd's, like, the whole costume in the <laughs> film was so weird. Um, I guess it was the. In some way, somehow, the original design of the Red Hood when Joker had the, like, the sandals helmet on himself. No, not the sandals, but <laughs> um, uh, favorite live action film. Definitely, I'll have to go with uh, the Dark Knight. Favorite animated Batman film would be Under the Red Hood. Um, so just keeping that in mind, we head into our review for the Batman. Um, I th- personally, I think this was the best introduction that Batman has ever had on a live screen, live screen f- uh, uh, 
movie. Um, and I, I just love um, how they introduce Gotham, how they introduce the criminals, and also with the narration of Bruce Wayne. That inner monologue is something I didn't know I needed in a film until now. And now looking back, I, I think about it and I'm just like, why haven't other films used this? Um, Watchmen. Be- you know, uh, Batman, because this is, <laughs> this is this is a huge part of the comics. Batman literally narrating everything Rorschach he does. Um, the comedian was murdered. <laughs> narrating everything he does. Up to me. And and, and no, I just I I just I, I really really appreciated the inner monologue we received at the beginning of the film and at the end. It's very year one esque. Exactly, especially having Drifter Bruce walking around the streets. Um, sort of judging everyone and just soaking in all the corrupt and all he the was just looking dirtiness for from the city. That was, intro was dope. It was amazing. Um, um, it like just seeing him and just watching like criminals. I mean, Chris Christopher Nolan did it in his films. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think it was more so in the in the beginning of the second one, yeah. where like the bat signal goes up and they're, they're like afraid. But here, you really feel like. Batman could be in any corner and jump jump out at you, and I, I like that. Yeah, I feel like Matt Reeves saw that that opening scene in The Dark Knight and said, you know, I I think I can I make it just better. a little better. Yeah. And uh, I think The Dark Knight did it well too, mm-hmm. as, as we saw like a, a drug deal happen mid in in, in the mid drug deal. He, um, well, no, no, when <laughs> when the guy, drugs when, did to my customers when the dude approached the the other guy in the vehicle, yeah, yeah, and he said, Nah, man, not tonight. What are you superstitious? Yeah. So, but but in this film, like once that bat signal went up in the sky, and everyone looked up to it, you felt that fear, you felt that tension, especially with the drophead who was robbing the store and um, ends up getting hit by a car because he was in he was in shock and he was just terrified. And I loved when he was just looking at a dark alleyway, even though Batman wasn't there. Yeah, he he still feared that he'd be there in, in the shadows, and um, and even we, okay. So this movie didn't do a a Martha and like uh Thomas Wayne death, but I I, I don't know because like the Zack Snyder, even though he got he got um people called him out for for doing it over again, and they're like we're tired of seeing that. It's a big part of batman's thing so like even just to have it in like two minutes that you show that it's something that who the who the parents are that gives weight and the fact that the um zack snyder chose <laughs> the actor who played the comedian that opened up so much for me i was could to think of like all oh, this he would be a perfect uh thomas for flashpoint and like like my mind went off the rails with that so i mean i wish i i kind of do need uh to see their death you see you're opening up a whole different door because now you're talking about flashpoint and (laughs) you know them no no no, i know i know this is just three movies i i understand that um mikhaos do you think we needed to see the death of the of the waynes in this film the waynes family the waynes uh I must say no, just because it's it's almost common knowledge. I mean, like they can make reference to it by showing their tombstones or, like, I guess pictures. The fact that they're like, but stuff, see, like stuff like that. But I don't need to see their death. Again. You see what they did with Spider Man, and like we don't see like an Uncle Ben, and it kind of takes weight away from the Spider Man. Yes, but there's only been three, like. Yeah, how many Batman well, movies? Like, there's like seven. No, but where they show the death. Where they show the death? Yeah. Uh, oh, Batman wait. Now that I... Batman Begins, Batman Forever. Um, Forever? That was... Well, he has... Well, he literally has... He, he that was because of death. Robin. No, well, he, yeah, we, but we still we still yeah, see what happened. Robin. Fine. <laughs> um, Gotham, the Gotham show. Um, the first Batman, nineteen eighty, did they 
1989. No, they 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 didn't. It was I, like somebody else. Like he was rescuing somebody. Exactly. Else. He, yeah, he yeah. was he, he was literally rescuing. Um, so that was fine. They to, did it once in that whole universe. Right, but I think the difference when you compare this to Tom Holland not having Uncle Ben is just the fact that they completely rip rip off Uncle Ben from the picture and Tony Stark is supposed to be this mentor okay. and um the, the bat like we understand how the, we understand the impact Bruce and Martha have had on Bruce um Thomas and Martha have had on Bruce Wayne um he literally says he's doing this for um so it's it's all interconnected but yes I I understand how having just at least a flashback or or something would have put more weight um in the film and it, it would just would it would have made us feel more for Bruce and sort of created an attachment with his parents as well so i i do understand that but i, I again i understand the the choice um not including the murderer of the wayne since it's been done before um so what did you guys think about the action we received that first action sequence on the train station where he's saving the guy and he has for me, I thought this was the best action we received in the entire film, and that was That's a scene that was presented. <laughs> yeah, that was a scene that was presented in the trailer. Yeah, I was gonna say that the trailer kind of like it took all the best scenes, and then like it left nothing for you when you were watching, because you already saw the most anticipated things there wasn't anything more grand than the action scenes that they showed in the trailer exactly and that's one thing i hate about warner brothers how much they show in the in those trailers it it's it's annoying and it just take takes out the the surprises and you know that element that we need that element of surprise that we need when we're experiencing the films firsthand we we experienced that with batman versus superman where they decided to show Doomsday. Doomsday and Wonder Woman in the trailer. And I thought this would have been such a huge theater experience. The problem is that I think that with the trailer for this movie, like there wasn't a Doomsday to spoil. Like it was just like after watching the movie, you realize that they really did show everything in the trailer. And uh, I don't know. Is it? Um, it's not a it's not a good I don't know. I, I've seen this movie way too many times by now, unfortunately. Um, and I feel like it could have had a bigger impact. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, Josh, what did you think of the 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 fighting style of the Batman, the choreography, all the action sequences? He's did definitely the not a ninja. Ruin most. <laughs> yeah. it, it was a lot of. It was like a lot of punches. I didn't and see like any shoving and like. Just brutality. It wasn't really skill so much. Not it wasn't like the warehouse scene in Batman versus Superman where he's like premeditated everything is like he knows what to do. Um it, it was more of uh run into the line of fire of bullets and knock people out. Which I don't on my like fourth watch of this movie, I was like, okay, how come sometimes he gets affected by bullets and sometimes he doesn't? Right. Right. When he was getting like um, bombarded with AK 47s, um, he, he felt absolutely nothing. But when one shot the penguin gun went off on him. No, and then the penguin, when he's with the Catwoman, he gets knocked to the floor. Right, right. I was like, what? He's using like Uzis. <laughs> uh, I. Regarding the, the the fighting, you kind of see how raw he is, how inexperienced he is, how naive he is, and I understand all of this, especially since Matt Reeves has repeatedly informed us that he is in year two. Um, he doesn't have all the experience. He doesn't have, um, <clears throat> even though so, I feel like he should. In year two, yeah, it's, even even year one. I mean, this is Batman. This is a Batman that didn't do the Razal Gold thing, right? Like he didn't, he didn't. To my knowledge, it was Andy Circus and training he received in schools all over the world. Yeah, so he went all over the world. He should like I don't know, be able to piece things together. And he's supposed to be top the 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 
peak of humanity. Uh, uh, what I what I saw with this Batman is I don't sure understand he, with that body. He was he was he acted like a child at many times, yeah. and I I, I sort of love my seeing, he was a little gullible. <laughs> he was gullible. I love seeing like his vulnerabilities, his weaknesses, how that inexperience unfortunately brought him a lot of damage physically and emotionally. So especially when um he was in the um holding cell and all the cops were ganging up on him and at one point Gordon shoves him against the wall and Batman's like Oh, so you too now, like you're betraying me. So mm. he sort of had this childlike persona. You can clearly see how young he was behind that cowl. He was still that little boy who was witnessing watching who was witnessing his parents get murdered. And um throughout the film we see we sort of see him evolve at the very end. But Mikias, do you think that this inexperience, this whole he's in year two, he's still learning the ropes, did this hurt the film or did it just um, make this take a little bit um, all the other ones uh, I'm still conflicted on it I mean I was kind of angry when I was watching it seeing how he believed Falcone so easily and then he was really the, ready to go up against Alpha and be like oh you lied to me and I'm like bro this man kind of raised you like you gotta give him a hilarious like I was, <laughs> he's like but, half dead, and he's like, he lied to me. Like, yeah, he was in the hospital. I'm like, that's not, neither, not the time and place, bro. <laughs> but I guess that kind of like if it's, it's good for because like he's because he has to like grow up and like he has to mature. So I guess like for like storytelling purposes, this is a good beginning for him. Right, it, it's a little conflicting because like he he was obviously super worried when he was when he thought he had died and then he's like uncovering things about his parents and then on his first meeting to alfred it's like um he's he's like just waking up and he's just like you lied to me it's like you're gonna believe a mobster over <laughs> over other people even though you you know who he is who carmine falcone is i, I think he reacted he reacted out of pure emotion at times out of impulsivity and that led him to he's super emotional for somebody who yeah. has to be emotionless yeah well, I mean, um that's a paradox of depression <laughs> life lessons from josh um no no i i understand that i, I get what you mean because i i am conflicted too um when i think board. about when i think about that when i think about that inexperience um I sort of, it, 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 for me, it hurt the film, especially when he jumps off the building with the squirrel suit and sort of decides to land on a truck, was it? or I think it was a bus. He pulls a parachute <laughs> right before he goes under the, under the bridge. And for me, that was a bit unrealistic, especially with the fall. He literally would have died hitting himself in the head um, with that post and then falling falling on the floor um so but at the same time i can appreciate this learning experience especially facing the riddler um which is someone who was playing with his mind and playing with his emotions and i thought it was i thought um the riddler's character grew on me because like at first i was like oh he's kind of like eh, he's not he's not all all that uh, clever whatever but like Mm -hmm. then it's like you watch it and he's like he he actually thinks like that he's helping batman and like they're they're working together and he's leaving clues so that he can uh they can take down carmine falcone yeah and, and that actually brings to um another section i guess the the portrayal of the characters um the actors um uh, we will start off with riddler since we were talking about him already Mikael, what did you think about Paul Dano's experience? What did you think about this Riddler? He's a Riddler we've never seen before. Again, Matt Reeves says the Riddler isn't the Riddler we know and love yet. You mean like Jim Carrey? Oh. What 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 did you think of this iteration? I was I was at first I thought it was kind of he seemed similar to Joker 
and I was letting it slide. But then it was kind of funny when he was behind the, when he was already in prison and he started like screaming and like I, ah. I couldn't take it seriously at that point. And it kind of this like, is not how this was supposed <laughs> to go. I was laughing in the theaters. There's oh my god! And I couldn't, I couldn't. I mean, it shows like that he has like some sort of mental illness. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, but it's still, I guess, mental illness illness is funny to me. Oh my god! Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Josh, what did you think of um, what did you think of the Riddler's riddles? Were they clever enough, or were they a bit? I mean, there were some of them were super obvious. And then, then there was the, the one about like bringing the, bringing the rat into the light. Mm-hmm. That was more super specific. And then, um, see you in hell. It wasn't very clever, but it was just see you in Arkham. Um, uh, I mean, it was fine. Um, it wasn't. I mean, Batman. I don't know. I don't know. It was like maybe it was too simple. Kinda, yeah, it felt more like connecting the dots like because that first one too was like really easy it's just like what is a what is a he lies yeah he lies still what What does a liar do when he's dead yeah Mm -hmm. it's like i mean i knew that one did you yeah i did 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 you actually no i remember telling him (laughs) he lies the answer is he lies right after him (laughs) after he was saying that in the theaters um Josh, what did you think of John Turturro as Carmine Falcone, <laughs> Sector Seven? I can't, I can't not picture him with like his boxers, his Sector Seven boxers. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope he's not dead. Like, I want to see more from his character. Like, I didn't Dude, get enough. He is, he is so dead. Come on, he got shot in the shoulder. No, I think he got shot, shot in the heart. No, they never really showed the wound. It was in the shoulder. I'm not so sure. I, I think, <laughs> I think, I think this fool's dead. Um, I I really loved John Turturro's performance. He that's had true, this because then he got his face cut up for nothing. It's like yeah, no, that was that was just a nod. That was just a nod for for the fans. And, and then he's like, never gonna have to like face Mar- um Maroni, or I mean, technically they kind of did behind the scenes. Yeah, but but, but like we, we we spoke about before, if if Falcone is still in the Patreon, we have Maroni and we have the Penguin and we have the potential. He gets too busy. Yeah. Harvey. So maybe we get a Batman, the Batman half. <laughs> <laughs> Batman half. Or um, or or that can be solved in like the GCPD stuff. Well, Maroni the GCPD and... isn't even. It, it's not. That's not. A show that's going to happen no more. It evolved into a, an Arkham series exclusively. What is that? An mean? Arkham series. Series about Arkham? <clears throat> what? Like a behind the scenes or a... not necessarily like a... behind behind the scenes. More like a uh people working um, in Arkham and like an analysis an analysis an analysis on on the patients in Arkham. Like strange. Exactly. Something Ooh. like that. Um but anyway I, I think John Turturro gave off this um, mobster feel. He, he he sort of the way he spoke sort of reminded me like of right. of um, Corleone and and it it was it was just entertaining to watch. He wasn't such a huge character, but the times that he was on screen and I I did appreciate his performance. Because what did you think of Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman? Is she your favorite Catwoman? Mm, she's on. I think she did well. Or does or is Halle Berry still? No, Halle the... Berry don't even count. Thank I God you didn't use that joke on me again. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you exposing me? Expose yourself. <laughs> don't expose the jokes I use again. I think she's the did. rat into the light. <laughs> I'm doing with the Riddlers. <laughs> you guess. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I I kind of lost my Halle Berry, Catwoman. No, no, not Halle Berry. That's what we're, we're talking about Catwoman. You said you said Zoe Kravitz is good, but yeah, but she's not my favorite. I I feel like I needed. She didn't feel as cutthroat as as she usually is. Yeah, she was 
But also, they made her very trusting as well of Batman. Yeah, I, I was waiting for Catwoman to betray him, or 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 Catwoman to murder somebody, and and that's where Some that conflict. line that it needed to happen in front of exactly exactly Batman. and that's where that line is born that's where batman feels conflicted because he's never met anyone like catwoman someone who you know or they hit it off his emo self oh yeah but like he, <laughs> he didn't see anything that's like really like she didn't really cross any line for him to actually feel guilty about exactly doing a relationship with her it's just she, he, she was like, her purity was almost whatever, like maintained by her not killing Falcone. Will it stay? I don't know. She got, she kind of like zoomed off into the distance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of growth for that character. There's a lot of story to be. Haven. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of story to be told, and maybe in the future films and other future installments, we see, you know, Catwoman actually. But I think they're this... trying to make her a hero. Like I don't know. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I, 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 in this I don't, day I don't and age, straight up like, like people killing other people. Zoe Kravitz is um, they're 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 not gonna make her evil. Not in this day and age, where people are trying to be politically correct and stuff. No, I think they're gonna make her out to be. She's like a not, hero. She's not. Though. She's not evil, but she she's not. She kills the people who you know. Probably she was talking it. about rich white people. I'm sure she was. The corrupt ones. The ones who were abusing their power. I think if we see Catwoman murder, it'd be people who, you know. Well, if she was going to kill anybody, it would have been a Exactly. Respectfully yeah. speaking, they, des- they they may deserve it. And that's where Batman crosses a line. But I, I, I really liked Zoe Kravitz's performance. Um, I think she she looks like the character. I, I appreciated the, the little cut she had. Um. Uh. So I'm I'm excited to see more more interactions with with Batman and, and Selina Kyle, um. Andy Circus. We we didn't really see m- so much of Alfred in this film. Josh, you even feared that we were gonna lose him. Yeah, I, I honestly I was like, oh, maybe they introduced this. Um, they made an Andy Circus so that, uh, to to kind of make us think that he was going to be in the three and then they kill him off in the first one and you kind of feel it. But, I mean, even though he didn't die, he didn't have enough screen time, in my opinion. And this Alfred seems like he's really, really been through it. Um, He, he walks around with a cane. He has scars in his face. <clears throat> so he's definitely a rugged, experienced Alfred. Do you think he used his cane? Uh, to whip on, Bruce? No, on his way to the bathroom. <laughs> for you people there it's just a little reference to jared leto and his <laughs> much appreciated method acting, acting. <laughs> oh my god um Mikas, what did you think of colin farrell as wait wait wait, wait, wait alfred um i i did like that he was he he it looked like he was trying to appeal to like he was trying to um Bruce was very much in his own world and he's like not trusting anybody yeah. and he's trying and Alfred was trying to get like incorporate himself into his world and like to help him with the coding and do stuff with him. It also felt like he kind of overstepped his boundary too. Like he was giving him a space. Yeah. Like he would just be there when if Bruce needed him. And that cufflink line was great. Oh, that was that yeah, was amazing. Nice. You're still a Wayne. Um, the Are yeah, I, I'm 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 actually I actually do appreciate that you mentioned this because it it seemed like Bruce Wayne was just isolated from humanity itself, but Alfred was that one person that he would let in from time to time, mm-hmm. despite trying to push him away. At the same time, you could see that Bruce needed him. At the same time, um, there there weren't really any emotional scenes like we had with christian bale and michael kane just because their relationship has not developed into that really father and sons sort of relationship we we kind of just see these two humans that don't know how to overcome that emotional barrier that they have established around themselves and you see about alfred just trying to get to him and, and 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 bruce just struggles 
with 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 getting close to Alfred and, and trusting him and and understanding where he's coming from and that he wants the best for Bruce Wayne. So I, I did I did love seeing uh, w- witnessing those interactions and how much Alfred truly cares for Bruce Wayne. That was um, one thing I didn't like in the Christopher Nolan universe. Um, mm-hmm. The the ending where like Alfred, um, where he well I mean he kind of fires Alfred at one point and and then uh he comes back to his funeral and it's like they never really show no he he doesn't get fired (laughs) no he doesn't no he doesn't alfred 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 tells bruce that if he's gonna go on this path with you know finding bane and he doesn't want to be any any part of it he'll deliver what he needed to deliver to lucius fox and then he was going to leave and then bruce was like you'll leave me and then he read him the letter and then all of that good stuff. I mean, but I don't know. I, I thought that was nice because it, it, Alfred just did not want to witness Bruce destroying his own life. Um, but going back to, to our Andy Circus as Alfred, um, I thought they didn't, they clearly did not have that emotional connection, but I loved seeing these two very similar people. Um, trying their best at the end um, because at the end of the day they, they care for each other and they they do want the best for each other um, Mikaz what did you think of Colin Farrell's performance as the Penguin oh he did great he was he, he kind of like provided some like comedic relief that I, I didn't think this film was going to have take it oh. easy sweetheart <laughs> That he looks completely different in the way he bottles sometimes. He's just I'm just the proprietor. (laughs) And it's it's kind of crazy to see too, because usually you expect penguin, like an actor playing the penguin to be short. But this dude is not short at all and it still works. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like he's like I think his size just makes him more terrifying and like being a giant penguin. <laughs> That's actually really terrifying. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I was pleasantly surprised. I like that we got to see like the rise of Penguin. Like, yeah, definitely. he started off as as a bodyguard for Carmine and worked his way up to the end, kind of like betraying Carmine. It was good. I loved how he he was never. Uh, intimidated by the batman obviously when batman was chasing him in his in his freaking charger in the batmobile obviously penguin wanted to get away but that first interaction we have with the batman and mm-hmm. penguin and batman just throws him against the wall and and he was just like hey watch it you know you know my reputation so he has this ego he has this sort of personality that just makes him huge and um and menacing so i can appreciate um, this penguin becoming the mobster we know um, because he he has what it takes um, and I, I kind of like in the end where everything goes down and, and we see the penguin just witnessing Gotham and, and noticing that Gotham is clearly up for grabs and he's going to be the person to to be the first to obtain power over Gotham um, some people have said that this is setting him up for, to, for him to be the next villain and this isn't that and it's already been announced that we're, we're getting um, penguin show. A, a, a penguin show. So obviously he can thrive and we can see more of his character in that series. But in regards to the mm-hmm. films, I don't think I'd want to see him as the main villain. No. If we get the show, that would be good enough. But if we could just have him as a nuisance for Batman, as someone who's just, you know, in the background, in the background, doing all these things behind the scenes and we get it, we still get interactions. I think that would be good enough. Um, just because that's how the penguin works, especially in the comics. Like he's just this, he's this, got this the mobster. Exactly. He's got he's got other villains interacting with him, doing yeah. deals with him, all this kind of stuff. So I, I absolutely love Colin Farrell's performance, the 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 little New Jersey accent he had. Mm-hmm. It was like a hybrid accent. Um th- that gangster feel he had. I loved his character. I thought he had probably the best performance he definitely was a highlight of the film um i hold two in great esteem i have the penguin and i have gordon yeah that's and that uh, um thank you for letting (laughs) us into the next our next conversation which is 
Batman and uh, Jim and Jim Gordon. That relationship, Josh. What did you think of it? I thought it, it was great to have to not have to deal with the uh, the like, oh, I don't know you, but they've already been working with each other. They have the yep. camaraderie, um, and he's like he trusts him in a way that like <clears throat> it's it's genuine where um even though the other cops kind of they're like iffy about him and um that the cops are also a great um uh like force in in the movie and like they're 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 it's their own monster <laughs> um and like he's like the balance and he's you have the the commissioner who ends up dying and when he comes in and he's like in the crime scene um in the beginning and gordon is like sticking his neck out for batman and um he's like the middleman and it it, it i just I, his performance was really good too i like watching him act um do do you prefer him over gary oldman it's <clears throat> a good question I think I do. I think Nikki I do. asked, "What what did you think of um, just just the relationship and and the trust that they both had with each other?" Because Gordon didn't trust anyone, the cops, the, the commission. He did not trust anyone. Batman was the only one, and it was the same situation with the Batman. The only person Batman trusted was Gordon. So having we were able to watch them have sort of the Sherlock Holmes and John Watson relationship. They were literally partners and it felt like commission that it felt like Gordon was one of the main characters in the film. So what did you think of this? Uh, I, I was, I felt that he, he became more of a, of a player rather than uh, kind of like playing keep up with Batman. Like he was actually contributing to, yeah, helping solve. He was much more capable than past uh, Gordon's, in my opinion. And he, I don't know if Gordon and I mean Sherlock and Watson works. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't feel like they're a team team like that, but they do. Well, you know, but it's not just, that it's not, like not that they work like it's not just, that one relies on the other. Yeah, but that they work together. Yeah, when right, right, their goals when they have aligning goals, they meet up and they right. cooperate. Cooperate. So I, I, this is my favorite Gordon so far. It's like he wasn't phased by Batman. He, he would use terms as man or chief and, and things like this. And he was just like, in, in, in a way, it seems so grounded because it, it was literally like a dude in a bat suit solving crimes <laughs> yeah. with, with another cop. So <laughs> the way they spoke with each other was just so normal. Um, so I, I agree. This relationship was a highlight too it was just beautiful to watch and um they were literally solving crimes together and we could see the detective work um that batman was 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 taking care of um th there was like a, a bunch of nods to 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 some comics josh you already mentioned one with carmine having the scars um a lot of nods to the long halloween but also hush we we see that um, specifically in one scene where Riddler is exposing um, the Arkhams and the Waynes and the legacy of Bruce. Um, so, Josh, how did you feel when you saw... I hate it. I hate it so much. I hate not knowing if they're going to, like, do it Expand, or not. Right. <laughs> um, I feel like there's a way that they can make it work. Do I think they're going to actually pull through? I don't know. Because that, it would be a little... A, a big pull to have hush but it would be a cool pull i think right um yeah it, it, because they, they i mean they they mentioned his father um yeah. I, I don't remember something elliot it, i i i really wonder I, I really wonder if that was just a like a hey you a know nod. just right. a little sprinkle um of you know but then again, uh, so some, of some comics, or, or or will they expand that in the next films? It's it's interesting. It would be it would be 
really cool to see Hush in a, in a live action film, but at the same time, uh, the I way mean, it would everything on like how creepy it, it is, and I yeah. would I see Robert Pattinson. <laughs> well, I, I I can see him doing both roles, right? Or wanting he, to, he'd love that, wouldn't he? <laughs> um, Mikael, what did you think of the suit and the suit and and Batman's voice? I had no issues with the suit. Uh, maybe the little bat ears, because that's that's about it. Uh, and it's it's his voice. I mean, it wasn't like uh, Christian Bale's voice, but it wasn't. It, it was it was its own voice, even though it was like definitely changed so he can seem more menacing and and threatening. But different. What? Same, same, but different. Yes, that. Exactly that, Josh. Thank you. Um I re I I I, I his voice didn't bother me, but I, I want a Batman to have Kevin Conroy's sort of voice, you know, that that that, that similar style. Yeah. Like I I get the whispering and I get especially with having Christian Bale you just can't help but whisper sometimes. Um, it's not but whispering. I, it's not whispering. It's more like a a, a cough. Yeah, it's more like it's a, a bad cold. It's a bad cold congestion. Um, yeah. But I kind of I I want to see a Batman have that deep voice, you know, where we could actually understand everything he's saying. It's not like we couldn't understand everything Robert Pattinson was saying, but there's sometimes where he would speak so oh, my low. Of this. I need the subtitles. <laughs> yeah. Um, the I mean, delivery when he I, says honestly, he didn't have a lot of lines. Like when, as Batman, he would say a couple of words here and there. Right, right. So, um, I didn't know vengeance was going to be a word that would be so overused. I thought it was going to be kept in that specific scene we saw in the trailer. I mean, he goes around telling everybody that he's vengeance so well not really he yeah, says he... it one time and then well, well Penguin, okay that's Penguin one how many him. other people in gotham that's how they go around asking like who it, are you and he's like, it felt overused but it was to show that that's how everybody sees him that's, so. that's how everyone views him i understand but probably i feel goes like to every crowd and says i'm vengeance <laughs> They probably make fun of him because he's like, <laughs> but, but they he, do because Penguin kind of does. He's like, oh, vengeance here, <laughs> Mr. Vengeance here. No, but he he knows he's Batman because he says his own name when he's when he's solving Riddler's riddle. Yeah. Um, he says, I think this is all coming to an end. What yeah. is the Batman? Yeah. Um, so I think when he says I'm vengeance, it was just like another motive for him, another so then reason. How does Penguin know that he's vengeance? Well, there was a guy and recording. How does Catwoman know that he's vengeance? Because when because when he was beating up the dude, there was a guy recording the the fight. Everybody saw that one YouTube video. So, I mean, are who, who wouldn't who wouldn't see a guy in a bat suit, especially with Riddler having IG live? Yeah. Um. So we really they don't see that fight. Yeah. I don't remember there's, that. There's a dude holding up a phone. Um. Probably broke his phone. No, I don't think so. Um. <laughs> um. So. We really don't see much of Bruce Wayne. Um, when we do see Bruce Wayne, he's very, very depressed, very edgy, very angsty, very um, secluded, and he's very different from torn all up of... shirts. Going through his panic at the disco phase. <laughs> he's going through all his. Uh... <laughs> it's very different from all the other iterations. He really hasn't grasped the Bruce Wayne persona and the 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 rich the playboy billionaire. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but at the same time, when he's in that crowd, he's so awkward. He does not speak to almost anyone. He he has a staring problem. <laughs> he stares at people for too long. <laughs> that yeah. one dude. I, I have a question now because I I kind of like something clicked on like my fifth watch. That His one dude. <laughs> that one dude that talks to him. He's the one at the end of the movie, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um. I beast his face. Him. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Mikaz, did, did did that bother you? Not not this Bruce Wayne not being the Bruce Wayne that we know, unlike you know Christian Bale and Ben Affleck, understanding how they're supposed to act in the outside world, um, and and they're able to differentiate 
Batman with Bruce Wayne, and they're able to separate those two, um, you know, characters. So was that a problem for you that this Bruce Wayne hasn't been able to understand that yet? No, not really. Just because it's it's still it's supposed like this. It's from the perspective that it's still like his his beginning as as Batman. So it makes sense for him not to really know. Like he's just he's getting like like his seat legs basically and how to be Batman and then like trying to navigate that social setting of him being Bruce Wayne. And I also like the fact that he gets called out by like people for him not being like exactly so active. So I know um Riddler isn't his first um big villain, right? Cuz like no, Joker's already in jail. Yeah, it's Joker. Okay. So I, I wonder I wonder if Joker played a role in destroying Batman a little more, destroying Bruce Wayne a little more. We'll never know. <laughs> well <laughs> I'm sure we'll know, but we wouldn't I mean, isn't know there exactly. a book? I kinda wanted to read it. Yeah, they I, I read the book and it has it doesn't mention anything. Yeah, it's, I thought it would be a little like loose with the canon and the um, it doesn't mention anything about Joker. Kind of just mention it, it talks about uh, Bruce Wayne as a teenager, Riddler as a teenager, and um, how they end up meeting in the end. Um, I don't want to read it. <laughs> it. It was entertaining for what it was, but it it, it wasn't. I mean, it's it's it good knowledge to have, but it's not. Um, it's not so bad. Um, yeah, I I I really liked um, that he was Batman twenty four seven. Even when he was supposed to be Bruce Wayne, yeah. this dude was Batman throughout the entire film. And we see Batman 90% in this film in his suit in action, um, solving riddles and, and doing everything he does. So I, I I think this is the more Batman we've seen in any other film. Still don't understand his gauntlets. That come out of his uh, arm? Yeah. I don't mean, know what those things do. Oh, 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 the... um. The little like spikes that he has. Yeah. So apparently that's a recharge for the gauntlets. For for I mean yeah, for the like grappling gun. Oh. No, for the grappling gun. Um, it would have been nice to see them at, at in action. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we could understand what the hell's going on. But that's what Matt Reeves confirmed. Um, so we we end up getting the the interrogation, not even the interrogation scene, but the the scene in Arkham Asylum where Batman confronts Riddle for the first time and. And I was convinced that Riddler knew he was Bruce Wayne. Yeah. yeah. So, Mikaz, how surprising was it for you to find out that Riddler believed all this time that he was working with Batman? Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Can you just say that question one more time? Because that, that just threw me off. <laughs> <laughs> was, this a, was, was it a surprise for you to know that Riddler did not know Batman's identity. Instead, he believed he was working with him all this time. Called him an idiot. (laughs) I mean, I kind of just... It was hard to to get back into that moment for me, just because of the the, everything that led up to it. And and I didn't think... It didn't... It felt weird that he thought he was helping Batman because I was... He wasn't really in direct con. Like it didn't feel like he he was trying to help Batman to me. So it kind of felt like like a shock, not a shock, but like it kind of just pulled me off <laughs> off the 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 story a bit. But I just I kind of like stopped questioning everything at that point. Just kind of just wanted to see things through. It's probably not really that great to call. Um patients and in in the mental hospital psychopath (laughs) (laughs) it's a little too soon um yeah i mean the 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 climax of this film for me felt a little flat um what was the climax getting carmine getting the riddler was like kind of weird and left wall like a left field like I thought, they didn't even mention anything that the like downtown Gotham had like a flooding issue or anything. It was it felt weird. 
like that ending kind of felt a little bit like fast paced or rushed. Right. Well, the support, like for me, the the climax, the the action, the the climax in the film, um, was him fighting off Riddler's goons, which I like. Was something, it's something I could have lived without. I like when he comes in and he blows up the and, and probably like ends silent killing a bunch of people with the glass and and then the the one the scene screen. with the with the smoke screen that was kind of cool when he first gets somebody yeah so Josh did he inject venom I mean I'm pretty sure that was like adrenaline adrenaline or venom yeah. I don't know venom we're gonna do Bane I don't think so. <laughs> it was green though and then what Batman invented Ve- Venom and <laughs> somehow Bane gets a hold of it so no. somehow I don't think so. something in the way Um, <laughs> I could have lived without the Batman and Catwoman scene when Batman was almost unconscious for me it felt like the <laughs> Ben Solo and Ray <laughs> no it, it, I don't know it felt like it for me that was kind of weird because no, it was very weird, but I'm just like, he's unconscious. One of them dies, it, and the it, other one gets it, up and dies. And <laughs> it just felt a little forced for me. Um, I was fine with the first kiss. Like, that was enough. Um, and then, anyway, and then that, the one time Robert Pattinson goes for the kiss, she, she rejects him. She, she backs it <laughs> off. Um, but I loved, I loved the very end where he understands that vengeance yeah. will not save Gotham. Yeah. Gotham is scarred. <laughs> Gotham, Gotham is scarred just like he is, and, and the he's... way, the way to help them is is hope. He can be, he can be, he could be a blue lantern. He, could... <laughs> <laughs> he can be, he can be the light that this dark, dark city <laughs> needs. Um, so right there and then, I just kind of it all clicked for me. Yeah. This was just a development story for Bruce yeah. Wayne. Um. But is was the persona so popular that now they need to continue the emo Batman? No, no. no. I, I think it was. I think it was enough for this one film. I do too. Um. So but hopefully, are people gonna expect him to be emo for the for the next m- probably. But I, I think Matt Reeves is smart enough to understand. I hope so. Because because he, he did do um, Planet of the Apes, and none of the Planet of the Apes are the same. Right. So I'm, I, I, I can see the next one being completely different. Exactly. Um. So. Yeah, because a, a lot of people have fallen in love with the idea that Batman is like his villains. He's as demented as Joker. He clearly loves Joker. He clearly loves this, and he's just a cool individual, which he's not. What what really gives what really separates him from the people who have these supernatural powers is like the film said, Batman has the power to endure. The reason why he is a superhero is because he does not let these villains affect who he is in the end. He fights for justice and he he wants to make sure that these criminals um you know get locked up. He he understands that they may get out, but it's kinda weird. Because he... like so he's like really dark and brooding. But in his broodingness, like he's still like no killing, right? So I don't know. I don't know if there's there's there, there was a little glimpses in in there where where we saw how who the character really is, and at the end it, it just summed it up for me that because like we're going to get a very different Batman, Punisher. He's very, I don't know, not emo, but like brooding and. He he's not. I think I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Never mind. Let's keep going. <laughs> Shout out to Punisher, available on Disney Plus. It's a good show. Um. So, Mikias, are you excited for what's to come? And if you are, what villains do you want to see in the upcoming films? Uh, I am excited because hopefully he'll be different. He'll be. He'll learn how to deal with villains differently and trust Alfred, I guess, a little more. Like, that would be nice to see more interaction between the two than, than what we got. Uh, I do want to see... I do want to see Poison Ivy because Uma Thurman's Poison <laughs> Ivy was, was not it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of want to see some some more 
like fantastic not <laughs> villains that have like these crazy powers, not like these powerless villains that are like mobster. I want to see some more like like bigger threats than than he's seen before. Like like super powered villains is what. Right. right. Josh, who do you want to see? I kind of imagine. Uh, I think off of something you had said. Um, <clears throat> don't be don't be stealing my things now. The Joker, um, and oh, the Riddler yes. working together. Yes. And um, <clears throat> and then eventually the Joker betraying the Riddler and yes. going crazy. Um, but I, I do also want to see a Two Face. I need I need Two Face in in this world. The War of Jokes and Riddles. Yeah, the War of Jokes and Riddles for sure. That'd be that'd be really neat to see. Um, well, with having the DA shot, I think that makes room for another one too. That's yeah. Come well, into he didn't he didn't get shot. What happened to him? Uh, he was the one that blew up. <laughs> The red oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he blew up, and somehow Batman had no yeah, scars survived. or survived the the explosion in his face. Tim survived. Um, so I, I'm gonna agree with you and go with to cap off the trilogy. I want to see Joker and Riddler team up. You, you Joker think that would up. be in the third one? I think it would be in the third one for sure. I would like to see all of that in the second. So for the second, what I would want is. Um, like I've said sixty thousand times, Professor Pig to get some. God, five minutes. Just give this dude five minutes. Fifteen minutes, please. Fifteen minutes of Professor Pig just butchering and, and Batman and Batman stopping him. This could be like in the beginning of the film, and and we get something like the Court of Owls, which I understand. What the Court of Owls is one film even enough? And would it work? I guess that would that. I mean, it would work as the second. I think. Because then, remember I told you originally what I thought this movie was going to be was, was Riddler leading Batman to the Court of Owls and yeah. then we'd get the Court of Owls in the sequel. I'm not sure if it's happening now, okay. but anything else, I, I'd like to see a proper story with Mr. Freeze. Because I feel like or, we have to start over. Yeah, Earth. or or a dark film with Scarecrow. Mr. Freeze. We already had Scarecrow. We did Okay, Scarecrow. I understand, but I just want Scarecrow to be the villain. We did that. Right. He was not the villain. It was it was Razagul. Yeah, what if we get Killian Murphy to come back? Peaky <laughs> Blinder mixed with Scarecrow. <laughs> um, what are you even asking for? <laughs> um, I have no idea at this point, but I I want to see the Court of Owls and Professor Pig. That's all. That's all I ask for. Um, so, um, Do before you gonna be a Robin. There we go. Um, Josh, what is your theories on that? Man, so I mean, I don't know about that first dude that plays what is it? Um, one of the Robins. Oh, yeah, right. Tim Drake. And Titans. Um, I don't know about him, but the dude that or the kid that whose father died um in the begin in the first the first kill um that the Riddler did, he kinda seems like he keeps um, Robert Pattinson keeps looking at him like he's an orphan, like he's like he, just like him, like he just wants to snatch him up and raise him. Exactly, that's what that's exactly what he's kidnapping him. So I mean, I feel like there's a possibility there that if there's a time jump between this movie and the next one, I really hate time jumps, but it would work, and and that's kind of what they did, what Matt Reeves did in Planet of the Apes. There's a lot of time jumps between the movies. I'd I'd appreciate a time jump like five years from now, where yeah. we have we can under we can sort of um, understand the the Batman has changed and he's a totally different. But that Robin will need to be super dark. Yeah. Like um, <laughs> I do. If we're getting a live action Robin, you know who I'm gonna go with. I I would want to see a Death in the Family live action film. What? I, I don't <laughs> That's care. A lot. It's a lot. But you need like, Barbara, you need a Jason uh, Nightwing in the back. Oh my god! Um, it's a lot, but that's all I actually. That's the movie I want. In the end, um, no. it's probably something I'm never going to never going to receive. But um, I pray one day 
One day it'll be a standalone movie. Standalone film in another universe again. Um, what's his um, face? Uh, ben Affleck's going to write it. <laughs> um, I just want to talk about two more things before we finish off and go to our ratings. Um, Mikaz, what did you think of the, the Batman, the, the chase scene? Um, it, it was very different from all the other chase scenes we've had, especially with the camera work. We saw a lot of angles of the Batmobile. Um, and it, it was just a, a totally different chase from any other film, Batman film we've we've seen. So what what'd you think of that? For me, what made that scene so iconic was the audio, like hearing the roar of the engine and and seeing. Did it not work at first? <laughs> no, I think I think he used it. He used it, he used that tactic to intimidate. I don't know. It kind of looked like he was <laughs> installed <laughs> <laughs> to intimidate the villain so Catwoman could escape. <laughs> but it did. It did sure as hell seem that way. That he got stuck. <laughs> yeah. I agree. The, the the sound of that car was. Incredible. Does it have a name? I don't think so. The Hellcat. Yeah, Hellcat. That's that's what I was thinking. Um. Uh, and I also, ta- we, I want to give a nod to the cinematography, Greg Fraser. I thought this this was the most beautiful looking Batman film we've received, and Greg Greg Fraser's track record speaks for speaks for itself um dune was beautiful rogue one was beautiful i believe he also did um he was a cinematographer for blade runner 2049 so his resume is unbelievable um his work is superb so shout out to to him and also the the music by michael giacchino that's that's josh's ringtone i think still is it of course Exactly. So we can appreciate that. I also this bat, the Gotham itself was a character on its own. Um, this was a, a dark, dirty, brutal Gotham City, and um, I, I really appreciated um, the way it was interpreted in this film. Um, so there was a lot to love from this movie. Um, obviously, a lot of nitpicks, things we would want different, but I think we can all agree that we're very excited for what's to come. The possibilities and, and the potential this this franchise has is is um, it, it's going to be beautiful to witness for sure, and where it all leads up to. Um, so, Mikas, we'll go with you. Your final rating for the Batman twenty twenty two. I'm giving it an eight. Uh, the Gotham's design and its characters feel very real, like much more engaging than than it feels like you're watching a live comic to be honest like yes. the angles the narrating the the design it it feels very accurate to 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 what you see so and also the what was going to say I was going to say the 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 audience the to the batmobile chase that 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 was beautiful. So it gets an eight. Um, it, I I don't think it's fair to compare it right now to The Dark Knight since it is the first film of the trilogy. So if we're comparing it to Batman Begins, was Batman Begins better or is it the Batman better? For you, Mikas. I'm gonna go with the Batman. With the Batman. Um, Josh, your ratings. <clears throat> So, and and, and it is, is the Batman better than Batman Begins? I'm sitting at an 8.5. Um, the world is is gritty. It's dark. It doesn't feel like any city that... I mean, it, it has resemblances to our city, New York. But uh, it, it, feels not, like, it feels like Gotham, like, like a different dystopian, like very dark... Um, uh lived in world where like people live in fear and it's it's very much gotham um like Mika said i like the music I like the the films the 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 costume design mm-hmm. uh gordon and penguin are like amazing in my eyes like that's like like amazing it's just great um <laughs> i I'm. I have this where, where Force Awakens was. 
Yeah, so I have very high hopes for the oh, franchise. Boy, no, don't, hope, don't do that. I hope it stays. Because if these films go down exactly like that Star Wars trilogy went down, I'd be I have very high hopes. Um. So I, I put this movie above Batman Begins at the moment. Um, my rating is same as yours. I'm going with an eight point five. Um, I loved what Mikael said. This is like a graphic co- novel come, you know, coming into life. Um, it's just it, it, it the world that Matt Reeves Matt Reeves has established is is beautiful. The acting is fascinating. Um, the you know, I, I think where we'll see these characters in the future, um, that's a question that's just very exciting, thought-provoking. Um, so I'm just excited to see the development of these characters in, in future films. Um, and, and I love how this is a this is a like it feels like you're in this world. You're simply you're you're just an observer, experiencing everything that's going on. So I like that this is a film that I could also put in the background, hear everything, feel like I'm in that world. Um, I would have given this movie a nine if they would have let him glide off the GCPD with his with this with his, instead of instead of the squirrel suit. Yeah, I understand. Um, so it's an eight point five. I, I definitely put this over Batman Begins. I love Batman Begins. I love everything about that film, but I think this just um, this just rates a little higher for me. Um, especially with again the cinematography for me was huge. It was just beautiful to watch. Um, so that's that's that for our review of The Batman. Um, I'm sure there's going to be more for us to talk about regarding this film and everything that's going to come with it. Um, thank you both for staying up and recording this episode with me. Um, Jeez, it's late. It's, yeah, it's pretty late. Um, we'll be back in a, we'll be back consistently recording more episodes. And again, just please follow us at um, society outcast pod and on instagram um youtube society outcast twitter society outcast three um so mikias josh i'll see you guys in the next episode peace out peace